Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, coming at you with yet another solo episode. Oof, life has been a little all over the place lately, and you know, the podcast sometimes has to take a backseat, but we're doing the things, we're getting there. And today, I wanted to come on and record this episode. It was actually supposed to come out a week before it will, but, but, I just had the grand realization that this episode will be live, I think the day after Valentine's Day, or the week of at least, I think the day of, day after. And why this is such a grand realization and why this is perfect is because I'm coming at you with a dating, relationship, love life, embarrassing stories, my experience, situation, episode on all things, not even love. I haven't had love yet, but you get the gist. Anywho, I think this will be perfect because Valentine's Day just always makes me feel some sort of way Not that it's a big deal, I'm not anti-Valentine's Day, but I've also, as I'll share in this episode, let's dive right into it, I've never been in a relationship, truly. Like, I've been with a guy for about a month, twice, since moving to Austin, and I'll explain all this in a bit, but I've never been in an actual relationship. So Valentine's Day to me was always like, as a kid, candy, Valentine's. I did have a guy get me flowers one year on Valentine's Day, but I didn't like him. And I ended up like, yeah, that's another story. I'm not even going to dive into that. Let's just keep going. (laughs) But besides that, I've just always been the type to, I don't know, I think it's a little bit overrated, but I also think it's just because of modern culture and the media that really hypes it up and then makes those of us that don't have anything to do that day feel left out. I don't know, whatever you want to think about it. I just know that sometimes, most years, it makes me feel some sort of way and I'm just really trying to lean into, you know, I don't know, the overall love aspect of it this year and even last year of, I have love for my friends, great, let's do a friend Valentine's Day or I don't know, just let's show that love every day, I I don't know, Let's, let's just keep going on but anywho, I think this conversation, one sided conversation, me speaking into a mic hoping you all are listening, (laughs) will be helpful, beneficial, make you feel less alone if you're in a similar situation. So let's dive right into things. Now from the start, as you should know, if you know me at all, I am not a guru or a specialist or anything in this field at all. I mean, A, I haven't had any education or knowledge specifically on dating, relationships, love, anything like that. And I've also had very little experience, but I do pride myself on being a very self-aware person, a very mindful person, and I really, really like pick up on things, learn lessons from things. Like I experience things purely to have those like, what can I take away from this experience moment thought? So the brief experiences I have had in this department have all been actually rather profound for me. And if you're a friend, you'll know how I'll leave what could be a simple situation of like, oh, it wasn't a good first date, but since I'm who I am, I'll come away with like a full analysis of why these statements made me feel this way when he said them and how I was physically feeling when he said these things and how I was emotionally feeling and why 
you know, it's okay now, but what about, you know, in a few weeks when this, whatever it is, like I do a full analysis, a full report on the smallest of things in everything in my life, overthinker who, me, that's right. And so that's why I actually do feel justified in sharing these experiences and the lessons I've learned from them, because believe it or not, I've learned a lot and I've evolved a lot from my few meager experiences. And yeah, so let's dive into it officially. (laughs) Now, as I alluded to earlier, just starting with the honest truth, real deal, I never dated anyone until 2020 when I first moved to Austin, Texas and sort of like started seeing a guy within two months of moving here. Before that though, all my life, I was never with anyone in any way until that first guy. And I get kind of like weirded out, nervous, shaky, anxious, embarrassed. I don't know the right word to always like bring this up publicly or in a public setting because I just hold, I don't know, like shame, embarrassment around it, which is dumb. You know, it's, it's valid. I'm sure a lot of people experience the same thing, but you don't hear about it. Instead, you hear about the dating escapades and the relationships and the hookups and all of that that people experience in middle school, high school, college. But nobody's telling stories about being single all through those years and not going on any dates and not having any hookups and not learning and not experiencing. Like nobody talks about that. And so I'm going to be here to talk about that because I really need that connection and community. And thankfully I've found some friends here and online that I share that with. But otherwise, like I felt completely alone in even sharing with my good friends down here that this first guy I went on a date with, that that was my first date ever. And he was the first guy I was ever with. And as I'll share later, a very embarrassing, he was my first kiss and the first guy I slept with, not having sex with, but slept with overnight. And I, I don't know, I just, I didn't have anyone. It took me so long to release the shame around it. And so now I'm just trying to give back by hopefully connecting and reaching any of you that have felt that same way. And as I kind of mentioned before, in my eyes, it's become the standard to have these experiences and these moments. And then when you haven't had them, you can feel like an outcast, right? I mean, I have plenty of friends that have been single here and there, but they've at least dated someone or they've at least been with someone or at least for what like little bit of time. And, you know, that goes on through middle school and high school and usually in college as well. And so I've just always felt like an outcast because of my you know flip experience of never having any of that and I don't know in a lot of ways I felt broken because of it you know like thinking realizing like wow I haven't been on a date before like what does that say about me and I'll I'll go into that more in a little bit but I don't know it was just always also and that being said I will say in high school I did have a few guys express interest or want to ask me out but they were I don't want to sound like a bitch, but they were just not my type at all. And so in some ways it almost felt don't, okay, whatever. I don't care if I sound like a bitch. In some ways it felt like an insult almost because none of the guys I was even semi attracted to would ask me out, right? We were either friends and that was it because they were dating other people or they were in my classes or we just never interacted. And then the only guys that would express interest or would ask me out were guys that I was just not into at all and 
I don't know, I would always feel like it was an insult of like, you know, someone would be, a friend would be like, well, they asked you out. And I'm like, well, yeah, but they're, they're not my type. I'm not physically attracted to them at all. I don't like their morals. I don't like their emotionality. Like it's insulting to me that they would act as though like I have to date somebody just because they like me. Like, I I don't know. Is this making sense to somebody? Maybe so. But I just, I always had such a weird balance with it. And like I said, the guys that I were semi-interested in, there was one that I, I don't know, I probably could have pursued a bit more and we both kind of expressed interest, but I've also always been of the mindset of, I guess, let me like back up a bit. I've ever since a little girl, I've been one of those little girls that I don't, I haven't dreamt of a wedding or, you know, the perfect house, perfect family, anything like that. I've just always dreamt and known that I would find true, true love, like the type of love that just fully takes over not even takes over but fully like expands your life in the most unimaginable way like the stuff of storybooks and mo- no more than that because that stuff I always has known is like you know not the real deal I don't even know how to describe it but I do think that everyone has soulmates and you have multiple soulmates and friends and family and pets and lovers and I've just always known that I would find that and that I would also know when I found that does that make sense like I so I've always just been very aware that like I am not the type to casually date I'm not the type to like just be with somebody for the you know sake of it or whatever it is like I'm just like that enamored in love I suppose and so for me even having like this guy that I sort of liked express interest in me in high school and me sort of express interest I still never pursued it. I sort of like almost self-sabotaged it because I knew at the end of the day, it was nothing more than like a mutual attraction. I knew it, at least I thought I knew, and I'm, I'm sure I actually knew with my intuition that it wasn't going to lead anything, lead anywhere, lead to anything outside of like a high school fling. And so I just thought like, why pursue it? Like I, at the time I was so immersed in, trying to be healthy and orthorexia and recovery and school and getting the best grades and all of those aspects that I was just like, I don't even know if I want to add this into my life if it's not going to give me that true love. (laughs) And maybe that's such an extremist mindset, but that's how I've been. And it's still sort of how I've been. Like I, I'll go on a date and I'll literally say like, nah, I couldn't see it going much more than a few months or like, eh, just, you know, whatever. My friends would be like, well, you never know, give it a try, you know, like, or it's just a hookup friend, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I can't casually date. I can't just like have a hookup friend. I can't like, I am like, if I'm in a relationship, like I am in it for the long haul. Like I am in it because I truly think that there is like true love at the end of it. And maybe it's not like the end all true all like, only one love of my life but it's going to be like a major part of my life and so I have to be absolutely sure of it and so essentially at the end of the day what I'm saying here is I've always had extremely high standards (laughs) in other people and relationships in the love department and so I was a hundred percent not and still not getting into something if I don't have that gut feeling of there's potential for something real here and I'm happy that I have those standards for myself But it also makes dating very hard because as I said before, if I get that feeling of like, I don't know, just the feeling of like, eh, he's not the one, I don't want to waste time on it, then like, 
I give up. And my friends are like, dude, what the fuck? You can date and have fun and learn and grow from casual dating. And I'm like, hmm, good point. But also, no, can't do it. (laughs) And so let's go into my dating experience a bit here because I think there are some valuable lessons I learned and once more can make you feel a little less alone or whatever it be. So in December 2020, when I just moved here to Austin, two months in, I went on my first ever date with a guy I met on Hinge. He was super sweet. I felt so comfortable around him, and which was big for me because I'm so socially awkward in, in person and with people I don't know. I'm introverted. I'm, you know, I just, I don't know, my self-confidence issues flare up. And so it was really cool to feel comfortable and be able to talk around him so casually. So we had a few more dates and I really liked him, but I kind of knew by like date three or four that he was not, like he would have to go through like a major life transition and become practically a a very different person for it to ever like actually work out between us. I've always been overly mature for my age. I've always been like eight years older as a soul than I am in my physical body age. And so at the time, dating somebody that was like two years older than me and wasn't at that maturity level, wasn't at that like life level was, I just knew I was like, he would have to literally essentially change who he is (laughs) for this to work. But I was like, why not try and just casually date and have some fun for now? And I liked him enough and it was fun. So we kept going out and sure enough, he became my first kiss as well. And I, I still get kind of like, I don't know nervous saying that because it sounds so stupid like I I think of my little cousins now who like I don't even know what the fuck they were getting into but or you know like just kids in school nowadays and friends I grew up with and what they did and I I'm like wow and I didn't even have my first fucking kiss till I was nearly 21 years old and I I don't know it's I when sharing this I also if you haven't yet if you might be older and you haven't had your first kiss yet, I don't know. I'm not saying this to shame you. I'm just saying it's wild to me that we apparently live in a world and a culture and a society that creates, that doesn't create space for these, these experiences too. Like the flip side experiences of never dating anyone or not getting that first kiss until you're older, not having sex till you're older, whatever it is. And so I'm just explaining like what I felt and what I experienced to hopefully show that like we don't have to feel this way it's just it's just sometimes what we're conditioned to feel and I will share a funny side story so when he went in to kiss me I realized like holy fuck he's about to kiss me and I've never kissed anybody like till that point it hadn't even dawned on me like I was so worried about like what would happen when we got to the conversation about sex that I didn't even think about the first kiss part and so he reaches in to kiss me and suddenly my entire body freezes up and I just I like completely blank in my mind and he goes to kiss me and I'm just like rock hard like a board like I'm not moving at all my lips like weren't moving at all and he pulls back and he goes in to kiss again and I just sort of like put my hand up and like put stop him and he's like oh like I'm, I'm sorry blah 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 and I'm like no no it's fine like I I want to kiss you but like I and I just start laughing like hysterically laughing I'm like I, I I don't know how to say this but like I've I've never gotten kissed before like I, I I don't know like I don't know what to do and he just sort of like looks like shell-shocked absolutely shell-shocked and he's like oh and then he sort of starts off he's like wait for real I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, well, like, 
okay. And so he, he sort of like kissed me again. And then it like, it felt natural. And then we sort of started to kiss, but still like I had to push him away after like two kisses. Cause I was just like, okay, okay. Like I, I'm just like too worked up right now. Like I'm too anxious. Like let's, let's like, we'll, we'll try again. And I am sure my face was beat fucking red. Like I'm one of those people that I don't get a cute little dainty blush. No, my entire face goes like hot Cheeto flame red. And oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Like I, but whatever, that's another story. Anywho, so then we went out again and, um, or no. So then that night after that, he was walking me to my car and he kind of pulled me aside. And he's like, Hey, like, just so you know, I didn't mean to like make you feel uncomfortable I just can't believe that no one's tried to kiss you before I was like oh that's so cute thank you for the compliment I suppose and he's like no truly like you're so beautiful blah 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 you know and I'm like ah thank you thank you um and I was like yeah I don't know I just I've never even dated anyone before like I I don't open up easily whatever and so then we had another date he tried to kiss me again I started laughing again and he was getting like a little hurt at this point because he's like is it something wrong I'm doing I'm like no 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 I am just a very anxious, self, insecure (laughs) um, person. And me not knowing how to do something as simple as kissing makes me feel very like ashamed and embarrassed. And I just need to get used to it. And so then I got more comfortable around him and it was fine. And he, I mean, even though I knew we weren't like meant to be much more than casual dating for a bit, he was so sweet and kind. And even when... I stayed at his house for the first time. And like I said, we never had sex, but we, I would just sleep over and we would, you know, make out and just stay together for the night. And it was so nice. And he knew, it then came up like, oh, you've never kissed anybody. Like I'm assuming. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he never pushed it, never pressured it. And I, I really liked that actually. And I was like, this is how, like I, yeah, I really feel like this is a, how I would want future partners or whatever to approach it as well, where there isn't that pressure and you're not making me feel weird for having not had these experiences before. And so, yeah, anyway, that entire relationship, you know, situationship lasted about a month or so at which time, like, I just knew I was like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Life is getting too chaotic and busy. I don't have time to sort of like casually play around and hook up, you know, anymore in, in those ways. And so we just sort of, I sort of started never texting back. He kept texting back less and less. And then we just called it quits. So after that, I felt a lot of insecurities about going on any more dates because I was afraid that this entire situation would happen again. They would go on a date. I would like somebody. They would go to kiss me. I would get anxious again. And then like, I just, I was afraid of feeling those emotions of shame and embarrassment again. And so instead, I just silently simmered with them. (laughs) And every time somebody, you know, asked me out and I turned them down or every time, you know, I matched with somebody on Hinge, I would start talking, then ghost them because I was just getting so absorbed and just drowning in these feelings and emotions and experiences of like shame and anxiety and nervousness and embarrassment about my lack of experience and everything in this field. So eventually I would start, I started dating again or started going out on dates again. And I had probably like three or four first dates with guys that I either like met through two hands or met on hinge. And the first date was always, would always end, as I said earlier, with me giving like a full analysis report to my best friends about why 
these are the red flags. These are my icks about them. One guy wore flip-flops, lied about his height when he came in, and then was just super like arrogant about certain topics. And then the other guy was just like too goofy and like more like, like, I don't know, more into me than I was into him. And that gave me ick. And I just, I don't know. There were a few failed attempts. So then I was just kind of in the mindset of like, fuck this. Like it's not going on these dates gives me so much nerve, so much anxiety, makes me sick to my stomach. You know, they would always drag on and take up my night, waste my time. And so I was just in a like, fuck this mentality. I'm done. <laughs> like I'm going to wait and the perfect guy will walk into my life and I'll know when I see him. That lasted about two months. And then I matched with a guy who turned out to be a mutual friend of a friend She sort of like brought us together at this party. I really liked him. He seemed to really like me. We went out like two or three times, very casual. Vibes were definitely there. And then we were kind of in a like, I don't know if we can actually be in a, like I could actually do a relationship right now though. Both of us were this way. So we were like, let's just be friends. But then the let's just be friends thing turned into a late night which turned into a lot more than activities that are much more than just friends. And then I don't even know, like it just went into definitely not a relationship, but a situationship in which I was once again confronted with those experiences of like explaining to him, like, I just, I've never been with anybody before. I don't even know if I can kiss well. I don't know how I am in the bedroom. And just feeling so many of those emotions come up again, like a pit in my stomach and like I was broken and all these things. And once again, he was so sweet and very, very much so made me feel comfortable. But there were definitely some red flags that I really took away from that relationship just in regards to how I want a partner to, how I want a partner to interact and be with me when it comes to the bedroom and pursuing more like intimate acts and I don't, I don't even know if there's like a definite, like I'm trying to think of even like the definite example or whatever it would be, but that would take a lot of explaining. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that in this, the solo episode, but I just overall realized like I, I am a naturally very anxious person. I get set off very easily. I get triggered very easily. I am very, very sensitive And because of that, I need to handle myself with extra care and I need a partner that I'm going to be with to also understand that and to handle me in the same way. And I, I can't just rely on drinking to make me feel more bravado and to make me feel different ways because then what happens is the next morning I wake up and all of that's gone. And suddenly I can't look them straight in the eye and I keep getting flashbacks of like what I did and what happened. And then I feel like, how will I ever, you know, like I, I only was acting that way because I was drinking and I don't know, it just, it got into a very sticky situation in the situationship in which I just felt very torn between like how I could be with somebody when I do have the the bravado of alcohol in me versus how I am with them in my everyday, you know, sometimes anxious, sometimes overly sensitive, not overly sensitive, sometimes very sensitive, you know, self. And so that ended 
because I was starting to just get like a little bit too, I felt like I was reaching the point where I was like, okay, like I'm starting to, you know, kind of really like you, but I don't know if it's, you know, for the long run. And he wasn't sure he even wanted to be in a relationship for the long run. And so he sort of like, I was feeling it, but he was the one to communicate the fact of like, I don't think we should keep pursuing this because ultimately like neither of us are seeing it really and like go anywhere. And if we just drag it out, we're just both going to keep developing feelings. And I don't know if that's good for either of us. And so it was really hard because, you know, I sort of felt like it felt like getting broke up with, but I also knew that it was ultimately what I wanted. He had just been the one to say it first. And so I don't know, it was, it just felt, it took me a little bit to kind of like process and move through that especially because it was the first guy I had ever had sex with. And so there were a lot of also built up emotions around that and just how I, you know, I, I almost wish I had pursued that differently versus just relying on a late night out with fun and dancing and drinks, but also like what mindset was I in when I then pursued that? So I don't know, but all that being said, I also then held so much shame around the fact that at that time I was 21 And it was my first time ever being with someone in that way and ever like even just being with a fully naked guy, you know what I mean? Like so many like first things happening. And I know for a lot of you, this is probably like happened in high school, happened in college, whatever it was, but for so many others, and I'm sure you'll relate that it hasn't happened to you yet or hasn't happened with you yet. And I, I just want you to know that it, it is just as normal as everybody else's experiences. There's no such thing as normal. It is just as valid as everyone else's experiences. Like it's just the experiences that aren't talked about as much. Like I said, there are not conversations and party, party games and podcasts and stuff talking about the absence or the absence, absent. Oh my God, the absent why can't I speak right now? Oh my Lord. Okay. There is no resources talking about the lack of these experiences or the choice to not pursue and engage in these experiences. And so I just want to do that because now here I am six months after that last guy, it's February, 2022. I am now 22 and I just went on my first first date with a new guy since that last situationship and I I matched with so many guys on hinge but then I would just fall off the radar essentially kind of ghosting them or they would ghost me not like I had I don't know I just I was in a real big like I'm not engaging in any sort of dating relationship behavior for a while months and then yeah I matched with this guy and something about him just sort of like really interested me and so we set up a first date And then sure enough, that first date was on a day when I was in a real heavy depressive episode, like crying as I'm walking timber for no apparent reason, could barely function at work. Like I have not been in that big of a depressive episode in a while. And I was going to cancel the date. And then my good friend, Chris, whom you should know if you follow me on Instagram, we love him. Uh, He essentially... (laughs) texted the guy back and confirmed the date and sort of sealed the deal for me. So once I got over my initial anger at him for doing that, I I was in a better mindset by that time of day. He knew I could do it. He just knew I was getting too anxious and nervous. 
So I had the first date and it went phenomenal. Like I felt so good afterwards. I was so happy he did it. I was giving him hugs and kisses. Thank you so much, Chris, for pushing me to do that. And so then the guy and I, uh, A, we'll give him the nickname A, we set up a second date. Then I had to go home for a family emergency, so that got postponed. And what was nice was that I didn't feel the pressure to be, like, texting him constantly. Like, every other day, I'd sort of, like, check in on, you know, whatever inside joke we were running, whatever it was. And so then just yesterday, the day before I recorded this, we had a sort of, like, coffee date. So we just met up for coffee and tea at Two Hands, and then we got them to go, and we walked all along South Congress and down by the water. And I, once again, really enjoyed my time with him. But towards the end, as we set up date three, I started to experience, like, not the general anxiety and nerves about, like, right before a date, but the anxiety and nerves around, like, date three, it's a dinner. Okay, is he going to try to kiss me at the end of it? How do I respond? Can I even remember how to kiss somebody? What happens then? Okay, what if we go on date four, then date five? At what point do I have this conversation? Like, my mind started to spiral. Spiral! Mind you, I mean, it's like date fucking two. I like the guy. He seems to really like me, but like that doesn't mean anything. And so I'm just now in this situation of trying to really be honest and truthful with myself about the emotions and experiences and feelings that I I kind of like put myself through in these situations of going on dates and starting to see somebody and feeling the nerves around opening up to somebody and letting them see like, the beautiful chaos of who I am, (laughs) my tattoo, and all of that shit, but I'm doing it, and I'm taking it one day at a time, and I have learned so many lessons and so many things I didn't even share in this episode now that I think about it from my past experiences in the past two years that I am now applying with this guy, and we'll see how things go. I'm talking about it in therapy. I'm doing the work. I'm being very self-aware, open-minded, and I'm trying but I will keep you posted. (laughs) Or maybe I won't. Who knows? I'll keep you posted on the podcast. I'm not going to share about it on Instagram. Okay, podcast followers, you get the inside scoop. I'll keep you posted. Anywho, all that being said, I now want to end this. Gosh, wow. I did not mean to go on this long. I'm sorry, but hopefully it gives you something to listen to. Or you can listen to this in two parts. Now I will run into run through some of the lessons I've learned from friends or just things I've sort of picked up on my own to help with the overall experience of dating, of starting to see somebody. And I think these could apply for everybody, but especially if you are like me and you feel very uncomfortable or anxious or sick to your stomach, I'm going to throw up before seeing somebody or going on a date or whatever it is. So first one, big one, Set a schedule with it. What I mean by this is that I've had quite a few dates now where I just sort of, we, you know, we had the plan of let's meet at six o'clock for dinner and drinks. Great. So what happens is that turns into a like two and a half, three hour date. And unfortunately, these two and a half, three hour dates were not dates that I wanted to go on that long. But since it was just sort of like an earlier start, since it was dinner and drinks, and since I didn't have like 
I'm not the type of person to be like, okay, like let's wrap it up. No, that's too nerve wracking to me. I just sat there as they continued to talk and talk and I continued to talk less, but they would just find more to talk about. And I continued to engage less, but they just kept fucking going or they'd get another drink and another drink. And I'm like, man, I just want to go home without you. I am over this, but I didn't have an out and I'm not the type of person to do that. Like I eventually would, you know, kind of be like, okay, well, I got to get going, but it would take me forever to do that. I'm the one at the party that lingers because I'm too awkward to like say goodbyes. You, you know me, you know what I'm saying, if this is you. So Chris told me that what he does is he sets a plan with it. So now as what I did with this A guy, you know, we're giving him the name A, uh, was that for our first date, I said, like, let's meet up at, I think we were doing like a happy hour. So we met at like 4.30, 4.45. And I said like, okay, yeah, like, um, I'll meet you there at this time. Uh, I have dinner with friends later in the night, so I'll probably just get like a drink, you know, like alluding to the fact I'm not getting a meal. I have plans later, you know, and I think I even said like an hour and a half after. So, you know, like, oh yeah, I'll probably have to head out by 6.30, I think I said. But so what this does is that if the date starts to go south or I'm just not feeling it, I can pull, I can, you know, rely on my plans and say like, oh, well, I got to like head out, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it gets me out of there. It's less awkward. They understand it more and they're less likely, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? But with A, it was going well. And so I just said like, I just, he was like, oh, do you have to get going? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, they kind of said like 637 for dinner, but nobody's really confirming in the group chat yet. So I'll just hang here and then I can zip over there wherever. And so that allowed me to extend the date when I wanted to. And that was really good for my anxiety because I knew if this date isn't what I want it to be, I have an out and I'm not wasting my entire night. But if it's good, I can always extend it. So that was very helpful. Uh, Then let's see. And that just helps it keep from getting into the like the mundane territory where you're just like both sort of ready to go, like conversations dwindle down, you're tired, whatever it is, but nobody wants to be the one to say like, let's wrap it up. So yeah, good one. Uh, the second one, and this one is easier for me, I suppose, but it's to choose a location or to try and integrate some part of the day into it that you feel is like your power play or your source of comfort. An exa- how I, what I mean by this is for me, I work at Shoot Hands, but you could also do this with just a restaurant that you go to all the time. So if you have a favorite coffee shop or a favorite restaurant where maybe you know one or two of the staff, you know the menu, you know the atmosphere, I am all one for being the one to sort of like lead the way when it comes to planning the date. Um, like I've been the one to ask guys like, oh, well, would you want to like, you know, grab dinner or drinks or something? And I've also been the one, like with A, he'd ask like, oh, would you want to grab drinks or something sometime? Instead of just saying like, yes, and letting him sort of like suggest where, I said, yes, why don't we meet at two hands? (laughs) And the reason I do this, I've done this for all of my dates actually, is because it's a place that I already feel comfortable. It feels like, so to speak, my territory. So it's just one, like I get anxiety around going to somewhere new Um, or if I don't know the parking situation, if I don't know, like, how do I dress? What's the vibe of the place? If I don't know, you know, like all of these unknowns. So going somewhere where I know exactly what sort of like outfit fits the vibe, 
I know like what kind of drinks I can get. I, you know, in this case, all my friends work there, so I have them to help me. But even if you know like a friendly face or two that works there, you know where the bathrooms are, you know where the parking is. It just helps ease some of the unknown of an otherwise sometimes very anxiety-inducing unknown situation. And so, like I said, you can do this with a favorite coffee shop, favorite restaurant. Um, I don't know, just like take a little bit of lead or initiative and it helps you feel a little bit like you're in control of the situation. Then from that, a big one, and this is super simple, but it really helped change my perspective, was that Chris told me the one time to chillax because dates are nothing more, at least in the beginning, than a conversation between two human beings. And I really liked this reminder because as someone who gets you know, anxious and nervous about the other parts of what a romantic relationship might look like, I would get so in my head about like the expectations. And so remembering that at the end of the day, this first date, the second date, whatever it is, is just time for conversation. Like I, I could find myself not attracted to them at all, but you know what? I'm here for another 30 minutes. I'm just going to have a conversation with another human being and I'm going and you'll, you'll probably, you might learn something. You might be intrigued by something. It might be God awful and you have nothing that you like hearing from this person and you end it. But at the end of the day, reminding yourself that in the beginning or whatever stage that you can make it just be a conversation helped me a lot. And this goes into, I think, kind of tying the last two together of setting the mood for the date, right? Like I am one to keep things very casual for the first, I'd say probably few dates, Like I loved doing like just drinks for happy hour. And when I say drinks, I literally drank like half an Aperol spritz and then I had tea and water. Like I, I'm not, I'm trying to move into like less alcohol when it comes to the first few dates because it changes how I act. It changes how I perceive people, whatever, but it's kind of setting the mood to be more casual and less like a, less like an event, you know, like it's just. And that's what Chris kept telling me that day when I wanted to back out of this date with A was that, look, it's casual drinks with another human being. You will talk, you will converse, you will hopefully connect. But at the end of the day, that's it. There's no expectations and that's, that's it. And so I really like that. And that's why the second day I suggested like, or I think he actually suggested coffee and walking. And I was like, that is so casual. I love that. Like, let's do it. And I was able to remind myself as I started getting nervous yesterday beforehand, like we were just two human beings getting coffee and tea because I got tea and walking and talking. And the conversation can stay completely normal and not have anything to do with romance or relationships or anything. And it was such a relief and it really helped me like move through it better. And so I really suggest that one just sort of like keeping a casual vibe, casual mood for the first few dates, if that helps you feel more comfortable and more at ease and like there's less expectations. Now, going off of that, and the last one I'll share because I really have to pee, but I don't want to stop recording because I'll lose my train of thought. And because this is the longest solo episode I've ever recorded. uh, The last one I'll share is when it comes to the ties into that like casual vibe, but when it comes to the aesthetic, the dress, what you wear, I am 100% team be you. Like when I go on a date with somebody, I am going to, of course, 
wear an outfit I feel comfortable in, a one that I love. I'm not just going there in, you know, sweats and a hoodie or my like casual everyday wear, but I'm, pro- I'm usually wearing something that I would wear to work, which is an outfit that I feel comfortable in, you know, like I, I'm not feeling like I'm super constricted by tight clothing or like it's real low cut. you like, I'm wearing something I'd wear to work so that I feel comfortable in it, but I'm also dressed up a bit so that I look presentable and I sort of like look look like my vibe, you know? So I wear my jewelry and I do my light makeup routine and I wear clothes that really, I hope exude my vibe of that sort of like low-key, casual, earthy, older than I, you know, like old soul kind of vibe that I, I feel describes me best. And I do that because it's what I truly at the end of the day feel most confident in. Yes, I love going full glam and going full you know like exquisite outfit super dressed up dolled up but also like sometimes that doesn't make me feel the most confident because it's not my everyday it's not like what I feel is me at the heart center and also I feel that it it's a good way dressing as you and how you want to how you feel represents you best is because that's ultimately like what you want them to be attracted to right and then a few dates in, maybe you have a, a big dinner plan or some fun event. Then once they're already hooked on you for you, then you go full glam. Then you knock their fucking socks off because they're like, wow, I was already into this person. I was already attracted to them. And now like, okay, now like I know what she, he, they can do. And so I think it's just like, I don't know, maybe that's common sense. Maybe people do that all the time. But once again newbie here (laughs) um but anywho that's the last of it i'm gonna wrap things up Uh, apologies for this going on so long but hopefully you stuck with it hopefully it got you thinking or made you feel less alone if you resonated with any of this or you have advice for me whatever it is like please dm me on instagram like i am sometimes struggling through the thick of this and just trying to go along and learn and interact when I can and be open about it. But it, at the end of the day, does still feel like very fucking lonely. And like, I just want people to connect with on these areas and topics. So whether you're like me and you're, you know, don't have the most experience, don't have the most knowledge, you feel all these emotions I've been describing, let's please connect. Or if you've been in relationships, you've worked through it, you're on the other side of it and you have advice to help, please, please DM as well and send it. And I will share it with the community anonymous, anonymous. I can't speak today. I'll share it with the community without your name, of course, but I'll share it and yeah, just help. We can help any who need it. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the rambles and being with me and sticking through it. And I truly hope this episode I don't know, just provided you with something. So without further ado, I'll wrap things up and talk to you next week. Bye.